Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Read with Michelle Martin on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. You know, I love a good book. And today we're looking at the book Executive Loneliness, The Five Paths to Overcoming Isolation, Stress, Anxiety and Depression in the Modern Business World. It's not often talked about how lonely it is at the top. And in fact, how there can be so much isolation, anxiety and depression in the business world. We speak with the book's author, Nick Johnson. Now, Nick, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for inviting me, Michelle. Nick, tell me why you wanted to write this book. Well, in my work here in Singapore the last five years, I attended more than 200 of confidential peer group meetings of senior executives. And I was listening basically to what we were talking about. And I could just start to hear that how lonely they were. And as the saying goes, it's lonely at the top. So as I listened to them, I also then surveyed them and I also interviewed them. And the findings actually blow my mind. I just realized how much stress and anxiety and depression these senior executives were under. So that was actually the reason why I then thought I wanted to publish these findings into a book. Did you have some personal um, personal experience of what it is that you're talking about in this book yourself or through an experience? I understand you lost a friend through suicide. Yeah, actually, I went through a difficult patch myself uh, from 2016 to 2018. And Mm -hmm. before that, I had been a successful executive myself Mm -hmm. 15 years. And suddenly, I had uh, some challenges. First, it was in my personal life, and that spread to my work life. So I had my own story to share, and then also the executives. And yes, sadly, a friend of mine died of suicide in 2019. So that really triggered me then to take the step to go ahead and write this book. Very sorry to hear that. And I, I, I get a sense that you really want to be able to reach out and help people avoid that stage of loneliness through this book. Would that be right? Yes, that's correct. I mean, there's so much stigma around the topic of mental health. And just compare it if someone is breaking an arm, they have no problems to admit that and go to the doctor. But mm. if someone has some mental health issues, we are so shy to admit it, even to perhaps our friends and family. And even more so, we don't want to talk about this at work. We are so shy about it and it's full of stigma. Absolutely, because I don't think people bring their full selves to work. They bring a self to work that they think is going to lead to the promotion, to being thought of well in the eyes of others. And it's very difficult to bring the whole self at work if part of the self is hurting. How do you define executive loneliness in this book, Nick? Um, Well, I start by defining it as it's lonely at the top. And it really seems like the higher you go in the career ladder, the lonelier it gets. Mm. The reason being that there's just few people at your level, especially if you look at Singapore, where many of the senior executives then, uh, they are regional directors. They might be reporting to a boss in the US or Europe. That means that they have no one in their own office at their own level. If you think about it and compare with, let's say, someone who's a middle manager, uh, when it's not uh, a pandemic, they would have other people at that their level who they can go and have lunch with and, and discuss with and so on. So that is the uniqueness of the senior executives um, you still with us, Nick? Yes, I'm with you. Okay, so, okay. Yep, go ahead. Yes, I was just going to add that basically it, it seems like, you know, the success is no guarantee of happiness. And it really seems like, you know, those on top of the industries, they are not more protected than us 
the, the rest of us from depressive symptoms of uh, depression and so on. So it's really that they are exposed at the top. Mm, that's an interesting uh, insight there. Uh, give us a sense of how really widespread this issue is, executive loneliness. Well, uh, when I started to write the book in 2019, mm-hmm. I reserved it basically senior executives here in Singapore and also interviewing them. And the result then was that 30% admitted that they were suffering from executive loneliness. And that was aligned with the global numbers then, which uh, showed that 33% of senior executives uh, were basically suffering from executive loneliness. We then did this survey again in December 2020, And this is in the middle of the pandemic, and the numbers then had been doubling. Mm -hmm. So that means that, I mean, the the pandemic obviously uh, have separated people uh, with working from home and so on. So it shows that the problem is even greater now than it was before. All right. So your book goes through five steps, taking stop, asking for help, getting healthy, nurturing healthy relationships and finding your purpose as five paths out of executive loneliness. Uh, can you share with us what do you think you want listeners to most take away from from this short conversation about steps out of executive loneliness? Well, for me, the key reason, and uh, if we look at people who've been suffering and people who we sadly lost with people who then recovered and myself, it's really about speaking up. It's uh, being honest with yourself, which is the first step there, taking stock. You have to admit to yourself that you have a challenge. Mm-hmm. And then the second step there is also relating to speak. It's about asking for help. Talk to your friends, your colleagues, or to a support group or to a doctor and get help there. And again, then speak about, you know, how can you change your exercise, your diet? How can you get more sleep? So if you see here, it's already a pattern through it here. It's really about speaking. And even the fourth step, nurturing healthy relationships, that means to make amends, apologies, perhaps where you had some conflict at work so you feel better about your relationships. So it's all about speaking. And then the last step there is finding your purpose. And that may be uh, finding your hobby, your passion. And in my case, Mm -hmm. my purpose is really about uh, being of service to others. The gift I was uh, received when I recovered, I now need to give back. And I was told that in order to keep it, I need to give it away. So uh, that's, I would say, is the key things and the takeaways from the book. So in a way, Nick, would you say writing this book is part of your own recovery? Yes, it is very much so, because as I learned in the early days that when I first started to speak to my wife at the time that I was going through a challenging time, that gave me the courage when she listened to tell it to someone else. I joined a support group and there I shared my stories and onwards it goes. So yes, indeed, writing this book and helping others is a path for me to continue my own recovery. Wonderful to hear that. So it is lonely being a top dog. Um, how do you think wider in, in the wider community, what can we do to support those suffering with mental health issues, especially since a lot of these issues can seem quite invisible? Yes, indeed. And I call it the smiling depression in the book because it's really, really hard to see a busy senior executive. They have a car, perhaps a nice house, and everything is looking brilliant on the outside. And it's hard to know what's going on on the inside. But what I learned is it's about being vulnerable and listen and asking some questions. So if you are vulnerable and share some challenges with perhaps someone you're speaking with, then they are likely to share with you. And that means that you start a dialogue and you start building some trust and you both 
opening up. It's a it's a two way thing where you cannot just expect one person to open up without another person opening up as well. So that is uh, perhaps a hint. And we have to realize that uh, senior executives and bosses, they're also humans. So we should also have the same kind of dialogues with them. They have families at home and they also have challenges. Absolutely. And because, you know, key to recovering seems to be speaking up. And we often think, you know, women have more um, of a tendency to want to share with each other. For That's a key part of how it feels like women bond. We talk a lot about our, all sorts of issues, right? Is there a gendered element to executive loneliness? Do you think it hits males more than it does females? So it's an interesting question. I've been researching it and there's a lot of different findings here. But what I found, the the pattern I found is that basically females are suffering more from depression, but males are more lonely. Indeed, as you say, it seems like women have a few close friends who they trust and uh, who they share openly with what is going on in their life. Men are a little bit more shallow in our conversations and therefore we isolate ourselves more. And then if we should look at it, that the next step also, uh, suicide is larger among men, actually four times higher uh, than in women. Okay. So that's the picture I found. Before I let you go, I think it's important to clarify sort of a key concept. What is the difference between executive loneliness and depression? Well, uh, you know, if we look at loneliness first, it's everyone can be lonely. Uh, people can basically be lonely at home and missing people, and that's a healthy loneliness. But if you start to lose the connection to yourself, you're not feeling well internally, then you might be in a room where you're full of strangers, uh, sorry, full of your colleagues and you feel that they are strangers. You basically have lost the connection with yourself and with your friends and family and so on. And if this goes on, then it becomes a chronic loneliness and that uh, can spill over and link to depression. So that's basically how I define it in the book. I'm Michelle Martin speaking with Nick Johnson. He's the author of the book Executive Loneliness, The Five Paths to Overcoming Isolation, Stress, Anxiety and Depression in the Modern Business World. So, Nick, uh, you know, in terms of your own recovery, I think a lot of people are hungry to find meaning in their life or what it is that gives their lives meaning. And it sounds like you had a mentor to help you through this journey. What insights do you have on, on finding a sense of meaning and holding on to that to pull you through life? Well, indeed, uh, people should have a mentor or coach. And there's so many beautiful organizations out there. Uh, There are many charities who are actually helping. You have uh, aimed the Asia Institute of Mentoring, where you actually can get a mentor. And it's so important when we go through these challenging times in recovery to have a mentor, but just as important to actually have someone to find a purpose so that we really are close to ourselves and we find out what is it that is important in our life. So if, uh, if you don't have someone to speak with, look up one of these mentoring or you can find a coach also who can talk you through these steps. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to find meaning all by yourself. You, you can get help along the way. And I think that seems to be the key message of the book as well. Exactly. And, and speaking up and as soon as you've been honest with yourself and you're ready to tell people about it, the recovery is just around the corner. Uh, and I just wanted to add also if Uh, Perhaps some listeners want to look out for, let's say, the friends, colleagues and family. And one way to look out for is if they suddenly are losing patience or passion. Let's say that they are a chef and they suddenly stop cooking. Or if Mm. there's a mother and they stop taking care of the children, Mm -hmm. that's the warning signals to look out for. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you might not have a mentor, you might not have a coach, but you can always pick up a copy of a book to help you along. And today we're reading uh, Executive Loneliness, The Five Paths to Overcoming Isolation, Stress, Anxiety and Depression in the Modern Business World. I think quite needed in today's environment. Nick Johnson joining us live. Nick, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was a pleasure, Michelle. You are most welcome. I'm Michelle Martin and this is Reed. Good to have you with me. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.